the drama kick, the drama kick die. Let the drama kick, let the drama kick die. Let the drama kick, let the drama kick die. Let the drama kick, 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 let the drama kick die. Let the drama kick, the drama All right, everyone, welcome to another episode of Mental Dimes. We're back again uh, with a uh, <clears throat> wonderful guest. Uh, as always, this is Ryan. We've got Coach B on the line, Jacob Maynard, and Seth Warren. And uh, this week's episode, we have Riley St. Clair. Uh, is it center fielder? Yeah, center field. Center field uh, for the Mississippi State Bulldogs. And uh, yeah, so what's going on, Riley? Yeah, we just got out of practice about 30 minutes ago. We're leaving for California um, at the end of next week. So we're playing UCLA and we're playing um, Oklahoma. So those are always top five teams. So we're preparing right now for our uh, weekend against them. Yeah. Sounds terrible. Go on yeah. <laughs> I just, I'm just appreciating the dedication. Sure. That's a big opening. Yeah, that is a huge opening weekend, and we're wow. gonna be in um, we're gonna be in Irvine, California. So we're gonna be in the same place as the Super Bowl. So it's gonna be super packed, same place, same time. So it's good, wow. Yeah, it's gonna be an exciting trip. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, uh, Briley, kind of our audience, you know, we have a lot of coaches uh, from around back home listening in, some students uh, and some kind of just like has-beens, uh, losers like me and other people. <laughs> but but uh, no, so we'd kind of like just touch up on a few things. Um, first, we'd love to kind of know a little bit more, like I was talking to your mom, obviously, so I work with Riley's mom uh, at the hospital, and I don't remember, but you didn't even play softball up until a certain point. Was it like, just like cheering something else? It kind of just go into how you got started in softball and kind of your, your high school career. Right. Okay, so um, I've always done pageants, and I started out doing all-star cheer. So I did pageants, all-star cheer, and um, I played baseball. And so I played baseball up until a time where it was, let's see, I was going into like ozone. So it was when there was like a significant difference between like the strength of a, a boy and a girl. And so then it was time for me to uh, switch to softball. So I always cheered. I always did pageants. And then I played a year of baseball and softball combined. Um, so actually we were talking about finding me a travel ball team. And mom was like, I want her on the best like travel ball team, like around here. And so somebody had put us in contact with the bolts and, um, out of Birmingham. And so we, um, were planning on messaging, messaging them and trying to like set up a tryout. And then they actually reached out first. So it was just kind of like one of those like God things where it was like, Oh, you know, like it was just meant to be. So, um, I played for the Bolts. That's the only travel ball organization I ever played for. And I believe that they're the best in the South. Our team was very, very good. And um, we won PGF in California. So that was the Premier Girls Fast Pitch. That's like the national championship for travel ball. Um, we won that. And we only had 12 girls on our team. So we went, we went, we lost our first game and went all the way through the loser's bracket 
to the championship game with one pitcher. We rode one pitcher the whole entire time. Um, she's at Auburn now. Um, and that was my, I don't, maybe it was my junior year summer. Cause my senior year, I played for the premier team for our tribal organization, which is just like the 18 U team. And then, um, high school ball, it went by so fast. Um, everything kind of runs together. Um, it was really fun. I enjoyed high school ball. It was like my stress relief. Um, obviously I took it seriously, but, um, it was just like peaceful and like calming to know, like I can go on the field and I can like compete and like play to my ability. And like high school ball was very fun for me. So I, that's, that's awesome. You played baseball. Do you think that helps you like where you're at now? Like being able to play a little baseball, you know, it is different, but it is a lot of life. Yeah. So, um, I definitely do think that it helps me because like our youth league teams, there's just like a really big disconnect with like the talent level and like youth league softball. And, um, so playing with the boys, starting out with the boys, it helps me. They were more competitive. It was more physical. Um, it was more, you know, like just, I mean, everything about it, like the atmosphere. I mean, it sounds crazy because it was like Dixie youth baseball, but no, it really was like a whole nother level than what it would have been if I would have played rec softball. Um, I do think that helped me. Um, I was a pitcher and I was a shortstop and I'm left-handed. So well, I was a left-handed shortstop. I was a left-handed shortstop. Um, then when I switched to softball, obviously I became an outfielder. Um, I do think it helped me. I still hear all the time that I have a baseball swing. So it's always like you and like your baseball swing, but I can hit a drop ball. So not <laughs> oh, that's another thing we have in common. So when I played up beer league softball after graduating college, like, you know, I'm going to use the word a travel men's league softball player. When I was sponsored, I was a left-handed shortstop and you get right. the time. Oh, lefties don't play short. They can't turn to this and that. You gotta <laughs> be able to do it. So I, I bet you got quick hands. Right. I guess for a Dixie youth baseball, I was, I was pretty legit. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Coach B, Seth, got anything on that segment? Do you, do you think it gave you a lot of confidence uh, playing coming from baseball? I have, that's oh, yeah. honestly the first person sure. I've ever heard to ever do that. So, yeah. like, I, I just – I'm just in kind of in awe right now. Right. It was so funny because they would always be like – I mean, you know, like how kids are. They would always be like, oh, my God, like, that's a girl. Like, she's like <laughs> – she's hitting like this and she's striking everybody out. And, like, that's a girl. And so it was, like, so funny. And I do think it gave me a lot of confidence, like, going into softball. Um, just knowing like I'd already been like I'd already played like competitive like I was always like competitive like I'm gonna win like you're gonna lose and that's how it's gonna be and so like I think going into like playing softball that helped me a lot that's awesome number one I'm glad you didn't play against me but, <laughs> so, so you'll know this and Zach I you know I, I like to say I'm a local baseball guy here but Baseball players are weird. We have weird traditions. We kind of do the same things over and over. You got any of those weird gimmicks that you have to do every day before every game? Or um, I, I if you don't have some, you know somebody that's got one. Right. No, that is a real thing. Um, <laughs> I've tried to get out of them as much as I can. Um, superstitions that I have, like, um, before hitting, like, I would um, 
draw in the dirt or like I have to always put like my back foot in first, like in the batter's box. Um, like certain stances, like really they just come and go. So there's not any like set ones, but if I did something good, like if I did something and I remembered it, like say before I make a good play, like I'm going to do it again. Like if I hit my glove one time, then like I'm going to do it the whole game. Or like if I like drew a line in the batter's box and then I got a hit, like I'm drawing a line in the batter's box for the rest of the game. Gotcha. Jacob asked that question because uh, his tradition is striking out in each game. So he kind of just... <laughs> That's tough. Uh, Thanks, Graham. Thanks, Graham. Hey, uh, I've been there. Been there. This, I, have, I, have, I have one last completely random question while we're on the term of baseball. So I, okay. I can watch it. I can tell Maynard what he should do when he's coaching it. But other than that, my expertise of coaching is slim. So I'm assuming if you're lefty, you probably slap hit some. I think yeah. that's the right term. Okay. Did you ever do that in Little League Baseball? Okay. So that's a good question. Um, my <laughs> last year of baseball, when I played baseball and softball together, was the year that I actually learned how to slap. And I really think that I did. I mean, it wasn't like I didn't do it all the time, but like maybe once or twice, I probably did. Wow. You should definitely put that in, Maynard. Good job. Good job. Bring that back. Bring like that back. Lingo. I like your lingo. You're, Thank you. You're almost like you know baseball. Good job. <laughs> right, I've been a... Riley, we're also super cheap when it comes to this app. So um I'm I'm flying blind, but Baringer, I don't know the countdown. So if, if you give me like the one minute mark, okay. Let me know. And then Riley, if you don't care, we may send out another link and we'll just it because it cuts us off. But uh if you don't mind, uh Okay, yeah, that's fine. We do another one, but um awesome. Anyway, yes, yeah, so San Rock High School, um, which I played against Brandon Burt. I, I'm watching. Uh, I remember watching Taylor Burt play basketball at San Rock. She was recently uh -huh. named coach of the year, like in literally the United States. Like, right? Yep. She was yeah. a baller. Yep, they're my first cousins. Well, it doesn't surprise <laughs> me. Y'all are all athletes. Just a, some trivia here, because like you know. I, I guess Cherokee County, uh, you know, like DeKalb County, we, we try to publicize like our athletes. Like obviously Evan McPherson, he plays for the Bengals, just kicked the game with a field goal. He's going to the, to the Super Bowl. But like how many people has went D1 at San Rock or just in, in Cherokee County uh, in the um, history? I don't recall anyone going to the SEC from San Rock ever. I'm sure there has probably been people in the past like before my time going division one. Um, I want to say we've had maybe a football player or two go to Jacksonville. I mean, sure. this is bad for me if I don't remember. So if anybody's watching and I'm like downgrading you, I apologize. <laughs> but um, I don't think that anybody has ever went to the SEC sure. from San Rock. And I don't know about in Cherokee County in general. I've been a Cherokee County guy go to Jacksonville State and beat an SEC school. Didn't it? Wouldn't Cody Blanchard? Didn't he go to Cherokee County and end up correct. beating? Yeah. Ole Miss. Ole Miss, yeah. And Florida uh, State. Nuts, yep. nuts. Yep. But anyway, I, what I'm saying is, is they should have like a parade for you. You need to be <laughs> the, to be the whatever they call that. Hey, the, can Middle Dime sponsor that? Like, can we put our logo on that? Yeah, of course. Yeah. We have zero <laughs> money. Literally. <laughs> Um, so this yeah, is true. here's for the kids out there. Um, uh, all the three kids that watch this, uh, 
if you don't mind going into a little bit the difference between high school ball and then that transition, uh, you know, to the college level and literally like what it takes each and every day, uh, you know, because it literally turns into a job, uh, obviously, from what I've been told. Um, right. So kind of just go into like maybe your freshman year, kind of like that whole transition and kind of how you've grown in terms of right. treating this more as a job than just as a hobby. Okay. So um, it's really hard. Like, I'm not going to lie. It's super hard. Um, the transition to my, my freshman fall was um, eye-opening because you go and you're like, you're at Sand Rock and like, yeah, it's competitive and like you play really good teams, but like, it's still like fun because in travel ball, I'm playing all these girls like Oklahoma commits, like UCLA commits, like these people are going everywhere and they're really good. And so like playing uh, high school ball, obviously it was, it was more relaxed and laid back. And I mean, you would practice every day, but it wasn't, that wasn't what your whole day consisted of. And so like going into, um, going into um, college, I feel like my practice schedules, like for travel ball, we would be practicing like seven hours a day. Like, cause there's no restrictions, there's no limit. So we would literally, I mean, I was in Birmingham every weekend, my last year of travel ball, we would be practicing seven to eight hours a day, like three or four days a week. And so it was a lot. And I think that that really prepared me to like go into like college and like, I don't want to say like when I got to college, it was like easy because it was not easy by any means, but I was already like adjusted to the practice times and like how everything was going to be and how everything is ran. And so um, freshman year, the really, one thing that I really truly like it was eye opening was like, you have to be coachable. Like you can play in high school ball you can get away with more stuff and like um but when you're at the college level I mean like it's a game like every single day and like if you're not then somebody is equally as good as you and like they're waiting to take your spot you know and so it was just like challenging to understand like you have to give it 110 percent every single day and you have to be coachable and willing to learn and even if you think like one way works better than the other like yeah like they want you to have confidence in yourself and like say confidence in your swing or like your abilities. But like, if they think that something else is going to work better for you, then like you like have to try it and like have confidence in it. And so I think that just the transition in part was just, I really had to work on my time management because nobody's your mom and your dad's not there. You know, they're not holding things over your head. Like you, you have practice at five o'clock, you know, but like, then we have this and then we have this no like you have to do it by yourself you have weights at 6 a.m and then class all day and then practice again and then tutoring and study halls from anywhere in between so you have just really have to be on your schedule and your time management and, and on top of all that playing they expect you to go to class i don't know it's crazy i don't right i know that's the craziest part what what are you majoring in right now um, I'm majoring in public relations and communications. So does that mean you're in like a lot of speech classes that type? Uh-huh. I have pretty much, let's see. I think I took all my speech classes last year. Now I'm in like TV production. I think I have to do one public speaking class. Um, that's cool. I have to do three foreign languages, but I don't have to take math. So that's a good thing. I hate math. Right. Me We're, too. <laughs> Barons, where are we at on time? 25 minutes huh 25 minutes left how'd you reset it 
I thought you said six minutes, like six minutes into ago. It. Six minutes into it, Tram. Oh, oh sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I went from golfer to gator. Boy. my first time on a podcast. Sorry. Uh, a question I have. So uh, I'm, a, I'm at Gardner-Webb, and I'm a strength coach. And I actually have softball. And uh, so a question I have is, how does your workouts change from the fall to transition to the season right now? Okay, yep, that's that's a good question. So the fall is hard. Like it is like nitty gritty, like every day, like you go in there and it is hard. And then the spring, like right now, it's, it's still pretty hard. Like we're, um, we ran our fitness test this morning. Um, we're doing it again next Monday because... We're doing it again next Sunday. Um, but um, <laughs> yeah, so it's just like the difference like in the spring is that you want to take care of your body more. And so you don't want to be as sore from working out going into like um, a series weekend playing like Alabama. Like you don't obviously don't want your body to be feeling it as much as we would in the fall. In the fall, I mean, I'm sore every hour of every day because training is hard. But in the spring, <laughs> they kind of chill out on us a little bit. Ice baths are mandatory every day in the spring. So they try to stay on top of how we feel and, like, individualize things, like how we feel personally compared to, like, how we feel as a team. So they're really good about that. What is your conditioning? Um, our, condi- our conditioning test right now. So I've had – three different conditioning tests since I've been here since my freshman year. So they've changed. Um, my conditioning test right now is three, five hundred or three, three hundreds. And that is really hard. Yeah. They're time. Yeah. Um, and then our conditioning test in the fall was five, two hundreds. Okay. And then freshman and sophomore year, it was like the, beat test like the pacer test and it was like personal best so we would get like 20 ish give or take but this is the hardest one i've done so far is the three 300s yeah 300 are brutal uh so so obviously play center field so you're obviously pretty fast uh have you ever did a 20 yard shuttle or a 20 yard sprint (laughs) yes um i have but this is kind of embarrassing so i don't know my times okay (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Chris, see how you uh compared to some of the girls that i'm in charge of right yep i wish i did but i get asked that a lot and i never know because we ran we ran 20s in high school and so i feel like my time would be different now than it was in high school but yep i don't remember <laughs> what's a good uh, time seth uh i think the best our team is like a two seven i think a high two six i think i mean yeah. sub three i mean i'm pretty happy with a sub three Coach this B is a, a this is Coach a random, no 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 I, I've retired I've retired post Achilles uh, I am curious on this fitness test whatever it is y'all are talking about Seth what is the ideal fitness test y'all are talking like if you're gonna you're in charge what's your favorite one you like to require Well I mean it depends on the sport I guess uh, I didn't do one softball. for softball <laughs> I didn't do one for softball but three hundred is really popular. Uh, I think we did 150s in the fall. I didn't go to 300s, but we did a lot of 150s. I'll take you. I assume that's hard. I don't know. I ain't never it's had to do those. A little easier than 300s. The basketball court's not that far, is it? No, we don't. We don't require that much. Mm-hmm. Coach B's, one day Coach we, um, 
one day they made us run stadiums in the Humphrey Coliseum. We did 24 stadiums up our basketball coliseum and back down. We had to do 24. Love stadiums. Yep. I would rather do stadiums than do the, the 300s. Those are those are rough. So I'm going to transition. So first, Coach Bees, <laughs> I love the host because I can like throw in like this dig and then go something else. But like Coach Bees, 40 in uh, high school, he's really proud of it. It's actually very surprising. But you're in a, a solid six flat. So I mean, it was it was it was pretty impressive. But five flat, uh, Trammell. Five flat. I'm sorry. But, uh, anyway, now. Coach B was he had, he had good moves on the court. He's he's a very uh, uh, fundamental guy. Uh, anyways, that means you weren't good. Sorry. Uh, no. All I'm saying uh, is we played we played y'all once and we won. So well, you know, that's tough. That's, I mean, you know, what he doesn't know is he actually played us twice and he beat us twice. Oh yeah, I forgot. I don't. Finals. When you play, if you play at Valley Head, it don't count. I mean, I don't. That's, right. You right. Know, I don't care. I don't we count. Were, when you're there. We were number two in the state. That anyway. All right. So, by, by the way, Bradley. No, this is crazy. This is bringing back like horror stories. But my junior year, I was on the floor when we got beat at the buzzer um, to Sandrock. You might have been there as a small kid. Uh, y'all, Brandon hit the game with layup. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was on the floor. There. I, yeah, I was on the floor. It was really awesome. Um, and <laughs> and uh, our senior year, we, we were actually supposed to be better than our junior year. We got to number two in the state, and then we blew it to Sandrock again at y'all's place at home and y'all were like nuts like couldn't find a seat in the house and y'all were really mean to us and saying things <laughs> oh. bullies justin kaiser lit me up like dude like he played so hard and like he literally got like 20 offensive rebounds and just crushed us but uh yeah. he was a yeah kid. i actually do remember going to some of those games yeah definitely it's nuts though, because like we played y'all at our place, we beat y'all for like thirty, and then we just couldn't win at San Ron. It was just nuts. But I'm not, and I'm not going into the referees. I'm just saying, literally, like y'all just oh, had a good. Don't be that guy, Trammell. <laughs> I just throw it in there. I'll tell you this though, I I played softball. Was playing a tournament up in Tennessee, and Justin Mackey, that's another name for you. Dude can uh-huh. hit a softball about five hundred feet. It's nuts. Yep. He's a he's a baller. Anyway, real quick. Um, Touching up on kind of your career and, you know, prospects going forward, um, kind of what are your plans? Uh, you know, do you plan to finish out of Mississippi State? I'm sure you are. And if you had plans otherwise, I guess can't really say that on this podcast. But, no, <laughs> um, <laughs> Mississippi State. But what are your goals before you graduate? What do you want to do? Um, so, before I graduate, so last year it was kind of – I went to a slump. And, um, I was doing really well, like the girl that got the co, um, pitcher of the year in the SEC, like I went like two for three off of her with a double, I was doing really well. And then I got to, um, North Alabama and struck out four times in one day. So I went into a slump. Um, but a goal that I would like to achieve for myself would be some kind of defensive award in the sec because defense oh, right is my strong point yep uh-huh north alabama, north alabama. go ahead we were at una and that was the worst game of my lifetime ever yeah it well, was not fun i follow you on twitter or the twitter in mississippi state and like every time you're in a game though you like literally get a double or a triple so right uh, yeah I don't understand I'm, it. I'm good for I'm good for a good hit. 
every oh. series. But some last year, I I went into a slump and it was bad. But um, I'm doing pretty good. Like now, though, we just started live hitting off live pitchers, and so I've been doing pretty good at practice and everything. And I guess we're really gonna see how good everybody's doing. We're playing the number one and two team in the nation. Um, but a goal I would like to achieve is to have some kind of defensive award by the time that I'm done. Well, speak. Uh, you're on good track. You made top ten Sports Center last year. Yeah, I was number three on Sports <laughs> Center. How awesome I was, is that? Um, I was watching TV, and like the play before me, I'll, I'll never forget the play before me. It was Bryce Harper, and I had no idea. Like I, I had no idea I was on it. And so the play before me, I was watching Bryce Harper make some kind of play, and um, then the next play was me, and I was like, oh my god! I was like, that's myself. Like, people were sending me pictures. I think my mom was eating in Buffalo Wild Wings, and, like, I came on the TV, and she was, like, sending me pictures. But, like, I mean, people still, like, send it to me to this day. It was really awesome. It was a really good catch um, against a really good team, and it and we won that game. So, yeah, it was really cool. I'll never forget it ever. Might not ever happen. I might not ever take sports. <laughs> so, that was pretty awesome. So I got a quick thing, Jacob, and this is my last question. I'm just going to open the floor to everybody, but it's a perfect segue. I've been mean to say it the whole time. So I'm going to say one thing, then I'm going to tell a quick story, and then I want you to answer it. But so my question is, how many creeps do you get sending you DMs, especially after that play? But let me say this. I was uh. on sports well, but it's because I sent a, a freaking tweet about naming my kid Baker. And anyway, so I was on Sports Center too. For completely I remember that. Yeah had nothing to do with my athletic ability but i will say this if you still go to that post like espn.com i was so crushed in the comments because i look like ridiculous i look so ugly but like my wife got literally i'm kidding you not thousands of instagram requests and she's never accepted them to this day but like i'm saying like just some like raunchy stuff they were saying like, it was just nuts dude like people have no filters so i mean right. could, open the floor could you touch up on that like seriously like <laughs> no, that is that's so for real it's like and like being a female athlete like obviously like I mean that just kind of like opens up like more for people to like come at you for and I've never really received like being a female athlete I've never really received hate on like social media platforms like Facebook Instagram Twitter like really ever about my like athletic ability but um then I got TikTok and uh tiktok i mean they are brutal they do not care it's just oh it was so bad i remember last year um it was our media day and we were doing photo shoots and so like obviously like i had all my makeup like i, I did pageants like i do pageants you know so I, I wear makeup and i can fix my hair and so this video got like a million views 1.6 million views actually i'm pulling it up right now and um the comments, I mean, they were just going ham on me, talking about, um, like, just talking about how, like, who plays softball and makeup on, like, I mean, basically just, like, I, oh, it was bad, like, they were just going in on me about, like, wearing makeup and, like, who plays softball with their hair like this, and, like, I'm obviously in a Mississippi State uniform, so it's not like I'm just garbage. You know, like if somebody's in their little <laughs> red ball, 
uniform with makeup and their hair fixed and like earrings on okay then that's a little different but like I'm literally in an SEC uniform and like people were like she sucks like blah blah so it got to me for like a little bit I had to start reading the comments but now it's just funny at this point but every time I post something because I, I mean I do I wear makeup when I play and so people were just like who who wears makeup when they play who fixes their hair when they play and like I do but I'm gonna be on tv you know, <laughs> That's good. Uh, Keep. I, I got three things. One, Trammell wears makeup when he golfs. But uh, so I was talking to some of my kids today and I, you were talking about slumping. And it, it's kind of crazy how when you're slumping, the ball looks so small. But when you're when you're playing good, it looks so big. So when you're slumping, what's that one drill, the one thing that you always go back to? Because I was actually having this conversation with some kids. So what's what's your drill? What's your when I'm having a bad day, I go back home and I do this. Right. So um, normally uh, when we do BP and everything here, like at practice and pre-practice and everything, um, we don't really hit off tees that often. And so I like to start from the basics. I like to really focus on my mechanics. Um, when I'm in a slump, it's usually because I'm flying off the ball, my head, my shoulder. Um, my swing's just really open. And so I like to just start like from the ground up off of a tee, I will hit rounds and rounds off of a tee, just like constantly working on my mechanics, like slow, like stopping at contact, stopping at extension, making sure everything's in line. Video myself, uh, like drawing on my videos, slow-mo my videos, obviously countless of FaceTimes to my dad yeah. and the videos to my dad. But I just like to really like slow down and just kind of start from the beginning. So it, it's crazy how your dad knows your swings. My, I played in college a little bit. My brother also played in college. And I watched his live stream one time when he was in a slump. And I called him and said, hey, man, you're doing this. He was like, oh, my gosh, I have coaches that get paid thousands and thousands of dollars and nobody's seen that. you seen it in a live stream. So it's, that was going to be my other question. Who is your guy? But it's obviously your dad. Yeah, it's my daddy. <laughs> yeah, he – I mean, like, he could tell, like, even, like, in the game, he was like, this is what you're doing and, like, this is how to fix it. Um, he came down – Probably after the UNA game. I'm not for sure when, but I'm sure it was after that one because that one was bad. Um, he came down for like a week, and we were just hitting like with a bonnet and a tee in the outside of my apartment in Starkville, and we were just going over the basics. And like he could just – I mean, he can just tell like in the game, he's like, listen, like you're doing this. and like, that's why you're making contact with this ball, but it's not like our contact or like what you should be doing or the placement of the ball. And it's just crazy how much he knows from like – I mean, I guess just being around me all these years playing and he can just tell right away when it takes me forever to figure out what I'm doing. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Everybody always has that one guy for that one person who knows it better than you. And like me and my brother were kind of the same way. He would call me. I'm like, I'm slumping. He said, well, you're probably doing this or this. And I would go back and watch it. And I was obviously doing one of the things that he always knew. So, Right. I want to hit on. Yeah. All right. <laughs> So we've, we've talked about it on here a couple of times and it's the transfer portal. And obviously the transfer, the transfer portal is really big in football, but I could not tell you anything about how it is in softball. So like my, is it, is that a thing that happens a lot in softball and have you or your team, have y'all been affected by that at all? Um, I don't, so I'm not, I'm not personally, I'm not familiar with the transfer portal and how it works. I know, a little bit about it and I've had friends enter the transfer portal and like uh, visiting like new options and everything so really all I know is that um, 
before you enter the portal, like you can't know where you're going, if that makes sense. Like if you're still on one team, you can't be having like conversations with another team's coach. So like say, I mean, I'm not, but like say like if I wanted to enter the portal, I can't be talking to a coach saying, I'm about to go into the portal. I want to go to your school, you know. I mean, I'm sure people do it, but it is illegal. (laughs) It is illegal. I gotcha. That. Is, do y'all but have a lot of y'all have a lot of people like in y'all's league or um, on your even your team that's entered it and left or have y'all got players from the portal? Um, so we've gotten a few players from the portal. Yes. Um, really, in our conference, like in the SEC, so they opened it up um, after COVID, where it was like you can transfer one year of conference and like not have to sit out, and so. Um, depending on like rules I'm sh- like people have to like clear it for you to be able to like come in and like play and so um we've gotten girls from the portal yes but we haven't really had a lot of girls leave and like enter the portal that, that's a pretty that speaks volume for the culture y'all got there right yeah obviously, obviously they don't want to leave so that's, that's right cool. yeah and back to the you know the, the the guy in terms of your swing like coach p he had a guy once and uh, you know, it, it was a friend of his, but he would then after it, you know, the swing would occur, he would just turn his Xbox off and, and go to bed. But um, oh. you hate on everybody that. But I got all kinds of just roast tonight. Um, I won't talk about this. And I, oh, sorry, Seth, you got anything? Or are you just kind of chilling and like in the background? <laughs> okay. Um, NIL. Um, I don't know how far you can talk about it or how far I go into it um obviously that's changed the game um you know like Bryce Young made a million bucks for even step uh on right. football. um it, you know I, I follow Barstool Sports big fan of a lot of things that they do um especially the foreplay podcast and uh, just the whole golf uh, aspect of it um but anyway uh they, they signed on a ton of athletes there early on and I, I noticed that are you still uh, with Barstool uh uh-huh. Did you kind of tell me how like either, a, how they approached you or just kind of how the deal works? Like, if you, are you able to kind of – you don't have to go into contract specifics, but just kind of how no, that works. We want to know what you make. <laughs> <laughs> so, with Barstool, it was kind of a thing, like, where when it first came out, I was like, oh, my gosh. And then, like, you know, the first, like, athlete they had was a volleyball player at Jacksonville State. So, I was like, you know, that's kind of close to home. So, um, I reached out uh, that day, actually, after they had posted her. I DM'd them. And they got back with me. I mean, I was actually uh, playing around golf, and um, I DM'd them, and I was, like, uh, asking them, like, I really want to be a Barstool athlete. Like, what can I do? Um, they got back to me almost instantly and set me up this whole entire, like, it was a Google Doc, and it was before, like, they had, like, posted it. So they uh, sent it to me, and I got to fill it out. And then, like, a few days later, I was at a, a – I was at the – crawfish festival or something I don't know at my boyfriend's house in Biloxi and um so I was there and then that's when I got like the confirmation that I um I was a barstool athlete and like all the like steps that I had to go through and it's pretty neat like getting like the exclusive gear and everything and um yeah it's really fun nobody really knows exactly like I don't know I guess there hasn't been like I mean there has been like set like things that they've given other people. But right now it's just kind of like up in the air. They'll send us emails like occasionally. And then we just get free gear right now. Awesome. 
So awesome. we can't talk about we can't talk to a Mississippi State athlete without asking about the cowbell. So uh, are you pro or con or uh, is it annoying or do you like it? Do you like need more cowbell or what's the deal? Right. So um, at football games, it's actually pretty awesome. We don't it's not that common for people to just bring cowbells. And I mean, people will, but like it's not like football or baseball I mean you'll be leaving there and your ears will ring all week like it really messes with your hearing but um I like it I think it's cool I think the story behind it's cool like you're actually not allowed to purchase your own cowbell because it's bad luck so somebody has to buy it for you so that's kind of how that works um the story behind it is that a cow had and I don't know all of it so like don't quote me on it but a cow like wandered onto the field during a football game a long time ago and it had a bell on him and maybe they like came back from a big, they were losing, they came back and won, I don't know, something. So then that's how that started. I mean, you could probably look it up and it would obviously be way more accurate than whatever I just said, but that's kind of the gist of where it came from. And um, then it just kind of, you know, grew from there and, it's crazy though like you really can't like go to a game and leave without having like your ears ringing from right. everybody in the cowbell oh wow wow hey we're about to run out of time Bradley, on this segment we only got one more segment we can wrap up do you mind if we kind of cut this and then uh start back right. yeah that's fine okay awesome awesome all right guys we're back here at middle dimes about to wrap up in our final segment we've got uh, Briley St. Clair, center fielder, Mississippi State Bulldogs, also like uh, Miss Pageant winner of like a thousand pageants. Her mom uh, tells me all the time all the things that you've won, which is awesome. Do you have uh, any interest in, in continuing that? Uh, can you do that while you're an athlete or how, how does that work? Um, You could probably do it if you didn't play a sport that was as time consuming um so it'd be hard but I do actually want to try to compete in the Miss USA system so um I do want to try to compete in Miss Mississippi preferably I'd rather compete in Mississippi than Alabama so maybe one day eventually I'll get to compete in Miss Mississippi that's awesome good luck I actually used to pageant or pageant lord uh (laughs) when I was in college I had this random person reach out to me and said hey like we're in a bind, like we need somebody to be a judge. So for some reason, I judged once, and then literally, like I guess, like there's this little tiny like community of of, of of people that just know about pageants. I literally judged like 15 pageants, didn't really like know anything <laughs> about it. But I was just like, I just always kept the scoring within like a point five range because I didn't want to be the reason why someone right. lost. But I was like on all <laughs> these different pageants, and I was like, yeah, that's a, yeah, she looks okay. Yeah, dress looks like it fits. All right, cool. The worst part though was judging um infants like i've never been able to to judge that like it's like the most random thing because like one girl you know girl one infant will come out like crying her head off it's like the most beautiful dress and you got some girl just kind of like not even blinking and smiling in like the most ugly dress ever so i'm like all right like, who wins okay i get it yep that makes sense <laughs> So guys go around the table got questions my my final one then uh I'll, I'll be done so i i've coached boys my whole life and this is my first year i've ever coached girls and number one it's been the most fun i've ever had but number two i have had to reteach myself everything on how to get points across to the female side of people because it is obviously different 
you can't say certain things to females and they don't. And obviously, you know this because you're a female, but sometimes you don't respond to some of the ways um, that you would coach a boy. So for a female, what would you say is the most important character trait that's made you successful stemming from high school? Like what what trait do you have that's made you separate from the rest? Um, so like on the field wise, uh, coming here and like the different coaching styles between obviously like how they treat me and then like how my dad like coached me my entire life. And so I'm the type of person where I'm super hard headed. I'm super stubborn. Um, and I'm literally like, if you want to get a point across to me, like you are going to have to like write me like my dad. I mean, like nobody could make me perform like my dad did. Like he, like he'll text me after games and I'm just like, Oh, you know, like, no, I probably need to do a little bit better, but, um, like I respond better to like, like yell at me, you know, like, I mean, be straightforward with me. Like, tell, like if I suck, like tell me I suck, you know, like don't sugarcoat things with me. Cause then like, I feel like it's okay to like do it again, you know? And so like, that's the difference. Like here, it's more like, um, you're at the point now where you should know, and they're going to kind of guide you. But like, what helps me the most is when like somebody is like on me 24 seven, like I want like constructive criticism. Like I will take all the criticism. Like I will take all the butt two ends. Like I just respond better to that. It makes me want to be better. It makes me want to do better. So. That's awesome. Highly respect that. That's awesome. First of all, I think you could play for me because I tell my guys all the time I'm a realist. So if you suck, you suck. If you do good, you, I'm going to tell you you did good. That's kind of right. how I look at things. So it sounds like you're kind of the same way. But my last question is going to be, if you could go back, what would you tell your high school self about, about playing? Like, you know, so many people want to say back, enjoy it more, do this or do that. What's your one thing that you could go back? And if you could tell every softball player at Sandrock, what would you tell them? Um, my main thing was I kind of just wished it away. I spent my entire high school. I mean, I committed when I was 14. And so I spent my entire high school career. Like, I can't wait. Like, I cannot wait to be at Mississippi State. Like, I can't wait to get out of Sand Rock, you know, and like now, like going back for breaks, it's like, dang, like it's time to leave already, you know? And so I guess I just kind of wish it away. So like, slow down, like enjoy the moments. That's so cliche. And like, everybody says that, but like, you really don't understand until like, you don't have it anymore and so like now going back to sand rock for like two weeks you know just isn't enough and so um just slow down and enjoy the moment enjoy the people that are surrounding you you know um it's hard going from being with your family 24 7 to seeing them you know every other weekend in the spring really but in the fall hardly not at all until thanksgiving and christmas and so um enjoy your time with your family enjoy your time with your friends and uh High school doesn't last forever, so enjoy it too, even though it doesn't seem to be fun when you're there, but you'll miss it when you're not. Awesome. Well, we'll have a good year this year, and Seth, you got one more question to wrap us up? I don't think so. We're good. Trammell, I, always, I always know – hang on, guys. I always know Trammell's got one more. He can't He can't contain himself. What do you got, Trammell? All right. <laughs> give, us something with Jeannie, give us something with Jeannie Finch. I know it's coming. Okay. All right. Here he goes. So – Jenny Finch, Cat Osterman, Jacqueline Trainer, which I was friends with at Alabama. Uh, my roommate was really good friends gotta, with her. She's a really gotta good throw person. that in there. Name dropper. Name dropper. Yeah. Name yeah. dropper. Gotta throw um, that in there. Um, you were distantly in case she watches this, but no. Uh, and then <laughs> uh, 
Oh my goodness. Who's Alabama now? Montana Fouts. So uh-huh. those four rank them in order in your opinion. Uh, most dominating uh, college softball pitcher. And I may be missing somebody out, but Osterman, Finch, and Train is, is up there for me. Who, who's your number one uh, softball pitcher all time college? Right. Okay. So, um, obviously, things, you know, change and people progress and the sport progresses and, you know, everything changes. But when I was a kid, obviously, I remember the whole Jackie Traina era, Alabama, uh, Jenny Finch. I remember watching her. But it's hard for me to rank them because, like, I have not seen pitches come from them. You know, like, I have not faced them. I have not been in the batter's box against them. So, it's hard for me to rate that. But from their height, um, give or take, uh, let me talk about the ones that I've, I've seen. So, okay. in, in the box, I mean, Montana Fouts, uh, I mean, watching her, played her Alabama, um, She's legit. She's very good. Uh, she is the real deal. Um, very dominant. And her presence is very dominant and it's intimidating. Um, Kat Osterman uh, played her freshman year. We played the USA team and I you, was. You played against Kat Osterman? Are you serious? <laughs> I was fixing yeah. to say, I was thinking she was old. I was like, wow. Yeah. That's uh-huh. Lefty on lefty, ain't it? Right, yeah, she um she played on the USA team. We played the USA team when we were what'd in. Hang on, what'd you do? Triple I double. Didn't hit. I didn't hit. Ah. Yep. Ah. So um, yeah, so we played her. Um, but I did get to I did get filled in time. So I did. I made some plays against Team USA. So I was proud. But watching her pitch, I mean, she was just very dominant too. And like, it's crazy, like being like inside the lines with like these like crazy like I mean best all-time pitchers like in softball and like getting to like witness that like firsthand like up close um Kat Oshman was very good I think for the time being with the potential that Montana Fouts has and I mean with the softball that she played I think this year like is going to be very good for her so and I like her a lot so I want to say that she's the best that I've seen in person um Kat Osterman, I mean, was also very good. And, I mean, every pitcher has their different strengths and weaknesses. So, she was up there, too. That's awesome. Well, I don't take any more of your time up. You've been such an awesome guest. Like, for real, thank you. Uh, we're going to have a Mental Dimes golf tournament this summer with all our guests. Uh, do you want to come play in it? Of course. Awesome. I'll finish last place, but I like golf because the outfits are cute. You've never so. seen Maynard, so you're good. You're good. <laughs> hey, I can drive. I just can't do anything else. Right, um, no, that's me too. I can put, I can put, and I can drive, but nope. So what's crazy, Riley? Two weeks ago, we had Bruce Maxwell. He played with the uh, uh, athletics. So he's a major league baseball player, and uh, he's a lefty. So I'm lefty. You're lefty. He's lefty. We'll find one more lefty, and that's going to be our team. Uh, whoa, whoa, hang on. I'm taking. The- no, anyway, it's Riley. Seriously, thank. you so much i appreciate your time we're all gonna be huge supporters for you this year we wish you nothing but the best of luck and uh everything else thank you yes, luck thank this year. for having me thank you awesome thank you. Have a- yes bye bye